0: Diet Black Podcast is a podcast about true crime, punk rock and gothic music, TV shows and movies, pretty much anything creepy or weird that we decide to discuss. It may contain graphic content, vulgar language, and suggestive themes that may be triggering and or inappropriate for some listeners. Let's be honest, it's gonna contain vulgar language. Now all opinions are just that, they're opinions. We are not scholars lawyers, or historians, and by no means do we claim to be experts. And the information that we obtain comes from the internet, and we have no proof that it's fact. So thank you, and enjoy the show.
1: Hey, welcome to Diet Black. I'm Tam. And I'm Liam. And I am going to talk to you today on a bonus episode Um, I had a really traumatic week and after we spoke to you last, some weird shit went down at work and I am going to talk about it today. Trigger warning, content warning, this is about suicide. So if that is at all upsetting for you and you cannot deal with it. Turn us off yeah. now.
0: We appreciate the listens, but we also respect the fact that...
1: People can't handle this. Yeah,
0: so thank you for being here, and <sighs> there are will be other episodes. Soon. Um, But
1: this is something that I really kind of just need to get out of my system, and Liam suggested that I talk about it on here as a way to just purge it from my system and get the whole story out and then podcast as therapy yeah and then I just don't have to talk about it anymore and if anybody wants to know about it I can just direct them here-hmm which I kind of like that idea so I'm gonna give you details I am going to be vague about things because obviously it's my job and I don't want to go into too much detail about that um, I'm also going to
0: I want to be respectful. Right, exactly.
1: I want to be respectful to the family and friends of the person involved, and I don't want to step on their toes, and I don't want to, you know, get into too much gory detail, but I'm going to tell you a story. So,
0: um... Sit down. Get yourself a smoke if you smoke, get yourself a J if you roll one, (laughs) get a drink if you need one, but, or just cuddle something cute. If you have a cat, cool, dog, also great, or just a pillow that you like very much.
1: (laughs) Whatever is is between you and your pillow, that's your business. (laughs) We're going to get heavy here, so. Um, but, yeah. So, I was trying to figure out where to start this story, because it took place over a couple of weeks, but... Um, I'm going to start at at the beginning as I know it. Um, about a year and a half ago, when I was still a leasing agent, I rented an apartment to two young gentlemen who just graduated from college. They were coming to the big city for their big jobs and they were ready to go. And they're really nice, you know, average white boys. And we're always, (laughs) I mean, that's all I can say about it. I mean, that's you know, my demographic for the most part, but, um, they came in, they've always been polite to me. If I saw him in the hallways, I knew him by name and I'd say hello. That's all I knew. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I got a call from one of their employers and they had asked me if I had seen him that day. And I said, no, but, they said that he had not shown up to work and he hadn't called and they were worried that he was at home sick and they wanted to check on him and needed somebody to do a wellness check. Um, and on that day, I went up to the apartment with one of my other coworkers and knocked on the door and <clears throat> the gentleman answered, said he was home, he was fine. I was like, look, buddy, your work's calling. They want to know where you are. He's like oh, yeah, no worries, I'll take care of it. Now, as somebody who's had my work freak out and call all of my people because they couldn't get a hold of me, after I'd called in sick, they just didn't bother to check the message, um, I totally just blew it off as like, oh, ha-ha, shit happens. And he's fine, move on with my life, forget about it. Lots of other crap going on, didn't even think about it for a while. Going to... Wednesday of this week, I get another strange call from the boyfriend of one of my tenants. He says he li- he doesn't live in the building, but he's staying in his girlfriend's apartment. And he was sitting there looking out the window, and he thought he saw feet coming from the apartment above his. Now, we're talking, this is on a very high floor, and... The windows in our building open at the bottom very small amount, so for there to be feet would be very strange. And he was like, I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. I can't be sure, but I wanted to talk to somebody about it. Can you check on it? He's like, it looked like they were kicking at the screen of their window. And I was like, that's weird, but okay, we'll look into it. I called my building engineer, said, hey, can you go outside and see if you can see the screen hanging down? And he said, it looks like it's a little messed up, but it's still there. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Just to be on the safe side, I'm going to do a wellness check. And it's company policy not to go alone. We take a member of um, emergency with us. So I called 911 and the police arrived, four of them, and we all went up together and we knocked on the door of this gentleman and he answered and was home and he was like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. There's no way my feet would be out the window. I opened my window. He may have seen my hands, but I'm totally fine. I don't know what you're talking about. The police were like, are you sure you're okay? We're worried." that there's a situation he's like nope I'm fine they're like do you mind if we come in and look around your apartment and he said nope that's fine so the police went in they did a thorough search of the apartment and came back out and they said he says he's fine the apartment looks fine we have nothing else we can do here we guess it was just a weird misunderstanding we're gonna leave I was like, okay, well, I feel better now. Nothing weird's going on. Police say it's fine. I say it's fine, then all good.
0: Yeah. Just so you all know, this is the first time I've heard all the details.
1: Yeah. Um, so that was Wednesday afternoon about, I'd say, two thirty, three 3 o'clock. Right. And
0: that night we recorded yeah. our most recent episode, which was the door episode.
1: Right. And at the time I was like, I ah, it was You know, kind of like a weird story from work, but it was no big deal because it had a resolution at the time. Hmm. Now, on Thursday, um, I don't generally leave my office for lunch. I usually eat in my office because that's the kind of girl I am. Bring my lunch, eat there, do work while I'm there. But on Thursdays, I tend to go out to lunch with some of my other coworkers, which I did this Thursday. And... I came back at about 1 o'clock, 1, and there was one of my residents waiting for me at my office when I got in, and he was calling me over to talk to him. At the same time, I turn around, and there's somebody pounding on my office window, somebody I didn't know, and she's screaming at me, call 911. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And this tenant of mine was like, I swear to God, somebody just jumped. And you need to come out here and help us. And the parking garage, the upper deck of the parking garage, is right behind my office.
0: So that's on the second floor.
1: It's on the second floor.
0: Right.
1: Um, and I had this sinking feeling that I already knew what was happening because of what had happened the day before. But... As I'm calling 911, I had to go confirm it. <clears throat> and I go out to the parking garage and yes, there is the gentleman lying on the ground, deceased. Fortunately, it was not too gory a scene, but it was obvious he was not with us anymore. It was his body and that was all. And I called 911 and they said that they had already had somebody on route to the building because somebody else had called it in. And I went to meet them and let them into the building and let them out to the parking garage because it is a locked garage and explained to them what had happened and told them that I believed that I knew who the gentleman was. And gave them as much information as I could. And for the next four and a half hours, my building was surrounded by first responders. We had about 10 cop cars and at least one, maybe two fire department full trucks outside. Um, All told, I think there were probably at least 20 officers in my building.
0: I'm getting Tama.
1: Yeah, thank you. I am, you I'm shaking um, while well, I'm telling you this. It's partially because it's freezing in here, and it's partially because this is an emotional story. But I worked with the police and the fire department and gave them as much information as I could. I told them about what had happened previously. I told them that this gentleman did have um, a roommate, who he lived with, but I had not seen the roommate recently Um, and got him the family information. Now, his parents live in another state, so they weren't even close. Um, I don't want to know what happened on that phone call. I can only imagine how much that broke their hearts. And I can only imagine the pain that the roommate is going to experience cuz he's a really nice guy and um yeah so for four and a half hours they were there investigating and then they put him in a bag on a gurney and rolled him down a ramp and into an ambulance and took off and the detectives came and said to me that they had concluded their investigation, and it was very much evident that it was a suicide, and that everything in the apartment was just about fine. Even the screen was still in the window, but it had been torn open. I love you. I love you too, baby. Um, and all we had to do was fix that window screen, and everything would go back to normal.
0: It does it really go back to normal?
1: It doesn't, and that's that's what I'm talking about here today. I want to talk about how suicide affects other people mm-hmm. because it seems like a really easy solution at the time, and I have no idea what was going through his head. I don't know what his motives were. From the outside, he looked like a kid who had everything going for him. Cisgendered white boy with a good job in the city, you know.
0: Really nice neighborhood in the city. Yeah,
1: but you don't know what's going on in people's lives. I don't know if he had a substance abuse problem. I don't know if he had a mental health issue. I don't know if he did something he felt that he couldn't come back from. I don't know if he had a secret he was hiding. That's not for me to know. It's not something that is my business, really, because I wasn't in his life. But just the fact that I was there when this happened and saw it. And um, you know, it affects me, it affects everybody who was there at work that day. It affects his roommate, it affects his friends and family, and God, his parents. I have no idea what they've gotta be going through. And getting that call, and having to come to Chicago from the East Coast to take care of what's left. That's
0: heart-wrenching.
1: It is, and I guess my point here is that I understand that suicide is a personal issue, and it gets glorified a lot as like, oh, God, I'm going to just kill myself. I can't handle this shit anymore. And we all throw that around from time to time, but in all seriousness it is a short term solution to a long term problem and once you're gone everybody else has to has to have that it's with them forever and
0: yeah i mean honestly <sighs> the people that i know that have done it they're the ones who don't ask for help and that's the scary part and that's the thing that hurts
1: me the most is that I saw him the day before. I went to his apartment and offered him a lifeline. I, you know, we were there. We said, is there something wrong? Do you need help? And he lied to our faces and said everything was just fine and it was just a misunderstanding. And all I can do right now is urge anybody who's feeling this way, that they have no options. There's somebody who can help you. And whatever seems like it cannot be lived through, it can be. And there are people who can help. If it's not me, if it's not the police, I understand the police are scary for a lot of people. And Especially in the city of Chicago. Right. I mean, they've got a bad reputation. But reach out to somebody. He had family. He had friends he had coworkers who obviously cared where he was he had every opportunity there for him there are lifeline hotlines there are hospitals everywhere get help do not feel that your leaving this world will make anybody else's life better because it won't
0: no the the, the scars of that are irreparable. It is. And... To know that you had a family member that was so heartbroken and so desperate, it sucks. Like, I I can speak to this. Yeah. Because my... my mother became very ill. And we did not know that she was physically ill. We knew that she had some mental issues. So, when she did try her first attempt, um, we were quick to blame it on her substance abuse and not look at it as maybe there's something else going on. So we took a lot of it out on her, beat her up and made her feel terrible. And by doing that, we basically condemned her to two, three years of agony. Before this illness that was approaching took her away. Which, I mean, that's,
1: that's heartbreaking. And, you know, then there's the other side. I had a roommate myself for many years, um, who, I believe she had some undiagnosed mental issues, but she was, let's just say it, she was a bitch. She was a manipulative bitch. And.
0: Use it as a crutch.
1: Yeah, I went out of town one weekend, and she was mad at me for not being there, and she had a fight with her boyfriend, and she made a, I'm gonna call it a soft attempt, she took some pills, called the police, blamed everybody, and ended up in the psych ward for the weekend until I had to come home and pick her up, and she blamed me for being gone, and... it's such bullshit. It is, and... That's nobody's fault but her own. But at the same time, there
0: are some people who legitimately need help.
1: And there are people who need help. And you know what? She needs help. But it wasn't the kind of help that she was asking
0: for. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's always the person that doesn't do that that worries me the most. Because they're usually the ones who end up doing it. You know, like my friend that did that. You know, I don't, I don't. I didn't know her well enough towards the end to know if she was asking for help. But I think she got to the point to where she did ask for help and got nothing and decided that it was time.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, as we say, there's different reasons. There's people who need help. and
0: But there's always the aftermath. It's like, no matter what the reason, you know there are people in your life that you're surrounded by that love you and when you do something like that you might it might be an end to whatever you're going through but at the same time it takes a huge chunk of them with you and even people who barely know you like the guy from yeah this week for you it it, it takes a part away like i mean you didn't sleep at all last night i didn't and I've been having really crazy
1: dreams. I mean, fortunately, that's not what I'm seeing, but I am affected by it. I am not sleeping, and I am very... My moods are <laughs> swinging like nobody's business right now.
0: So I mean, they swing to begin with, but <laughs> they're all just swinging. It's like a... Uh, what the fuck is it called? A pendulum. A pendulum. <laughs> yeah, it's a pendulum. <laughs> it's like, everything's cool, everything's not. Everything's cool. <laughs> not everything's cool, it's not,
1: and I, you know, fortunately for me, I know how it gets. And when I get low, it gets dark, but I know that I have reasons to live, and I know that I've got a good support system. And if I ever get to the point where I'm crazy and upset, I always tell everybody, Wait an hour, I'll get over it. Yeah. And I do, and fortunately for me, I know that that's going to happen. But for other people, it's not some people that simple. Yeah,
0: some people don't have a good support don't. system, or they feel like they're alone, and you're never alone. Reach out. There's always somebody. And people don't bounce back like I do. No, and, you know, that's totally understandable. You know, like me, when I go through emotions, they're... It's like a fucking roller coaster. Yeah. With a lot of dips that are insanely uncomfortable. You know, probably about five, six years ago, I probably went through the roughest point in my entire life. You know, my mother was still with me, but she was taking my transition very roughly. And so was I, you yeah. know, but I found an outlet. And everyone has an outlet somewhere. You know, mine was a video game. I now have an entire full sleeve of this video game. People are like, why do you have a video game on your arm? And I'm like, it was the only time that I could just disappear and not face a lot of the things that I was going through. I was going through a lot of discrimination, you know. I had a job that was arguing with me over the bathroom that I was using. You know, it was like... And then I had another job interview that I found out. A friend got me the interview, and when they found out about me, they're, like, treated it as a fucking joke. They thought it was hilarious. <sighs> you know, they're like, what do we do with this person? Where do we let them go, let them pee? I'm like, I just want to pee. I don't give a fuck with <laughs> this. Just, you know, I don't understand why it's such a big deal. I'm like, I'm not concerned with whoever else is in the bathroom with me, I don't care what you've got between your legs, I'm not going to fuck you in the bathroom. You know, it's just, it's, it's. you know, it's this huge, like this entire thing is just this big epidemic, and the worst part is when you think people have everything going from them and they don't. You know,
1: and, yeah. I mean, we were going to avoid talking about Celebrity suicides, but I really want to bring up Future one. Your favorite animal? Yeah, I mean, this Anthony is... Bourdain was the man that had the life that I wanted.
0: And he always talked about how happy he was that he was able to live his life as full as he possibly could. He
1: traveled the world, he talked about issues, he was a punk rock god, he cooked like a maniac, and... From the outside, I mean as a casual observer. He looked like he had it all. He had everything and like
0: he he knew people. He traveled. He got to do everything that I think in his life he always wanted to do. And there's a part of me that's like, Well maybe he reached a point to where he's like, Well, I've done everything. I've touched who I can. I'm done. Then you know the thing is that it still touches, like, as a fan.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, as somebody who never knew him personally, that affected me. I remember the morning that we found out, I woke up and there was a note on my phone from Liam, and he said, Do not look at your phone. Come to me first.
0: Yeah, as I was like, call me first.
1: Because he needed to tell me the news and help me through it before. I saw it on some random Facebook page.
0: Yeah, I I knew how much that he meant to her. Like, I mean, that's all we would do is watch his, like, um, his shows.
1: Yeah, no reservations, parts unknown, all the way back to, like, the Cook's travels. I mean, I have been a fan of his for a very long time, and, you know, just knowing that somebody who I thought had everything was willing to take their own life. Like I don't understand it and I never will. And it's none of my business again, but I'm just talking about how it affects people.
0: So, but I feel like also for you, you come from an abusive situation, a couple of abusive situations where that was held over your head. So not just your roommate, you ended up before your roommate, you had to deal with your mom.
1: Yeah. And I don't talk about my mom often and, Again, she's a whole other story for another day, but she's not okay and never will be. And that was my childhood, so...
0: And I think I can talk to your mom, because she reminds me of my mom. Yeah. But at the same time, I can keep that distance.
1: And I can't. I have tried to reach out to her, and it always ends with me getting really depressed, so... That is something that I don't need in my life right now. I talk to her very briefly yeah. and keep her at arm's length, but
0: and I happily played the buffer because I love you
1: um I really appreciate that, but um I just i want to end this episode by just telling you that there's hope out there. if there's something that you're going through there's there's ways to help yourself in that moment and to you know quote a cheesy fucking TV show, you can do anything for 10 seconds. Give yourself the next 10 seconds. Give yourself 10 seconds after that. Find something to do. Listen to a song that you love. Listen, watch a movie that you love. Pet your cat. Take your dog for a walk. Call a friend. Call a family member. Talk to somebody. And if that doesn't work, call a hotline, mm-hmm. go to the hospital, check yourself right. in. It's scary as fuck,
0: but it but, will save your life.
1: Yeah, in the end, you're still gonna be living, yeah. and there's gonna be people who love you for that.
0: And will be thankful. Like I mean, when I was going through my rough time, aside from the video game, I would go to. There's this absolutely beautiful um, museum. It's like a museum and a Japanese garden mm-hmm. in Florida. Um, in Boca Raton, it's the Morikami. Uh, okay. If you're in like southern East Coast Florida, I highly recommend it. I actually called my psychiatrist from there once because it was, I was having an episode, but at the same time, the simplicity and the beautifulness of this location was grounding. Yeah. Like, they have a, uh, there's like a section of like woods that's nothing but bamboo trees. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, so when the wind blows through the bamboo, it literally sings. And it reminds you of the smaller things in life that we don't always appreciate. And that brought me back from very dark places multiple times. And I feel like...
1: Find your bamboo garden.
0: (laughs) Yeah, find your bamboo garden I'm like, it doesn't matter if you have a band that you absolutely love and connect with, listen to that. I mean, there's been times where I've put on some Peter Murphy just to, like, veg out. Like, I fucking love Peter Murphy. <laughs> like, his voice, and not just the Bauhaus, but... No, his solo stuff, His too. solo stuff is just phenomenal. Like, when I first met Tam, yeah. I used to... I, I learned how to play... Um, uh, one of his songs on the guitar and I would sing it. And, and mean, it's
1: one of the things that made me fall in love with him a little bit more, but, ah, uh, you know, find, find your she Yeah. Find, find the thing that works for you and yeah. be honest with yourself and other people. And that's, that's my lesson here today for you guys. I know this is deep, but, and I know we're spilling a lot, but I just want to be honest with people. And I hopefully... You know, this can help somebody.
0: Somewhere, yeah. somehow. And that's what's important. And
1: you know. we're going to read off some numbers for you, at least for the National Suicide Hotline. And I think it was... Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, like, I've
0: got the... So I've got the number. Listen, if if... You're ever in trouble. There are a lot of different suicide hotlines, but this is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And these people work 24 7. They're non judgmental. They understand how important your life is, and they are there for you. It does not matter where you come from, where you've been, where you're going, they're there for you. Um, and that number is 1 800. Two seven three eight two five five, one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Um, to close this episode off, like you know, I wanna do some quick like uh, statistics, and then I think we need to talk about what we did today to kind of end it on a lighter note. Okay. But um, so these are some facts that have um been gathered by um. It's data from the Center of Disease Control and Prevention. So this kind of brings it more home. So on average, 129 Americans die by suicide each day. Each day. Day. Daily. And 1.4 million Americans attempt suicide. Um, And 90% of those who died by suicide had a diagnosable... um, Mental illness. Yep. Mental health condition at the time of their death.
1: And I know there's such a stigma on mental illness
0: in this country because it's It's like that
1: guy's a psycho. And I'm like, no, it's an unseen disease. And I know this country is terrible. Chemical imbalance. It's okay. It's, it's something that happens and it's not your fault and it is treatable. And the first step is going to some place that can help you figure it out. Yeah. You're not alone.
0: No. And then, like, what I feel like a big gun control thing is, like, firearms accounted for more than half of the suicides. Yeah. You know, and it's like... And then the statistics go on. It's like men who die by suicide are 3.5 times more often than women. And then suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States.
1: We have, we have a problem. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's the second leading cause of people aged from 15 to 34. And it's the fourth leading cause from those from 35 to 54. Now, 1.6 times higher the rate among American Indian and Alaskan Natives. So there's actually a whole thing that we could do on that that I was looking into. Mm -hmm. And I think it came about when we were listening to uh, Creepy Caffeine, shout out. Um, They were talking about Slender Man. Yeah. And there's a Native American version of Slender Man that adolescents are kind of like, they're embodying and they're taking that route Mm -hmm. to end things. And they're fucking super young. It's like,
1: You just started your life. Okay, one more thing that we really have to say. It does get better. We've all been at the darkest points of our lives. And shit,
0: I've been through some shit.
1: Yeah, and I've, you know, I've had a pretty cushy life comparatively, but I've had some really dark shit happen and. You know, at the end of the day, I can say that I am grateful for having a family that loves me, a husband that loves me. I do love you. (laughs) nah, And four shithead cats that love me and a really good friend support system. And I know there's a lot of people who can't say that, but there are people who do love you out there. And there are people who will miss you. And there's reasons to go forward because if you're young and you're having these doubts, we've all been there and we've all gotten past it and we've made better lives for ourselves and it takes work. It's not easy. It's not, Oh, you know, like easier said than done. Like, Oh, tomorrow's going to be a better day. Yeah. Wake up in the morning, but you have to have purpose and you have to do it yourself. And it's not easy. And there's going to be days that you want to stay in bed with the covers over your head. And that's okay. I am not denouncing that. Take
0: your sick days as a mental health day. Just tell your fucking boss that you have a cold and you need to stay home. It is okay. But then day
1: after that, get up. Put on your pants and do something for yourself.
0: What if we go to work without our pants, though?
1: (laughs) You know, hey, those days have almost happened and that's why we wear skirts. Ha. If you're a dude and you want to wear a skirt, fuck it, do it. I've got a kilt. Yeah. I love it. I got married in my kilt. He did and it was amazing. He's so cute. <laughs>
0: but again, know that you're loved and know you're appreciated loved. and
1: if I mean, you that's need why us And this podcast
0: is happening.
1: Yes, is because we want to reach people and we want to help. And honestly, if you're too afraid to reach out to a hotline, Talk to us. We'll take that burden, and we will point you in the right direction. We'll remind you that tomorrow's going to be
0: there. The fact that you found something that you enjoy and that you love is proof that there's so much more to do. Like, hey, you listen to our podcast, and you're like, hey, I could do that. Fucking do it. Right. We,
1: like, don't know shit about podcasting, but we woke up one day, and we're like... We want to talk to people, and we want to share our stories, and that's why we're here. It's totally casual, but it's also a way for us to reach out and hopefully touch some lives and show people that even though we're freaks and we're weird and we're not the societal norm, there's people out there who appreciate that. So.
0: Channel channel your emotions into art. Channel your emotions into a fucking journal. God, I remember the only thing that saved my ass half the time when I was a teenager was dead journal. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that's the thing is there are people who are experiencing some of the same things that you are. And there's
1: people out there who can help
0: and tell you their stories and get you through it. So. Thank you. Thank you for... Being you, and thank you for listening, and we um, love you, and, um, so, on a lighter note, <clears throat> we did some cool shit today. We took a little excursion back into the city to, um, run some errands. Yeah, we ran some errands, we got some, uh, paint for the bar, so hopefully those pictures will be up soon as we slowly start painting it. We're gonna make it brighter and happier, um... But also, um, there was this place that was like maybe like ten minutes from where we used to live, and we, and we
1: always went. said we were gonna stop by because it looked cool as hell. But we never got over there because it was just just that little bit of a walk that we didn't want to take. But we were that, and, parking over there's a nightmare.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing is like now that we live in the city, I are outside of the city. I hate going anywhere in the city because I one. Don't like to drive in traffic. And two, what is the staple of Chicago is trying to find parking. And parallel parking is not my forte. I mean, I'm from Florida. We all, we park in spaces. I mean, I had to do parallel parking for my driver's test, but I think I used it maybe like a handful out of like 10 years, like maybe 10 times, like once a year, if that. But he
1: he was admirable today. I give him that. Oh, he got God, into two very tight spaces. <laughs> oh, that's what she said. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> but we went to this store called the Woolly
0: Mammoth. Which is uh, featured on Oddities.
1: Yes. And there's also a See Chicago episode that features them. And what it is, is it, it's an Oddities and Curiosities store and features lots of... Random taxidermied animals in various positions and... Things that you wouldn't necessarily... You, you
0: can't find unless you're actually looking for it. There's x-rays of teeth. There's Tons of teeth x-rays. There's Tons of x-rays of skulls and uh, appendages and... There's like, teeth themselves. You can buy some teeth if you want
1: them. Well, they, There's they, they were, bones. Yeah, there's, there's actually, like,
0: human teeth. There's bones. There's, um... I really like this creepy clown that kept turning on every time I walked by it. He was quite pricey, uh, but yeah. I might get him eventually just because he's amazing. Like, he turns on and his nose lights up and he starts playing the uh, an accordion. Like, a a hand accordion. Yeah, it's really weird. But I fucking love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. But while we were perusing and trying to find something that we liked, that was like, okay this place is amazing, let's take something home, but we have to get something that speaks to us. And we
1: wanted an investment piece, because we are trying to deck this new house out in the weirdest style we possibly can, and I found a bin of old pictures. Yeah, all
0: framed pictures, different things, like there was a hysteria thing, which was really cool. But what we found was a, basically it's like a lithograph from a a Bible produced in 1882 in Belgium. And And we know it's definitely authentic because there's a newspaper on the back that they used to cover the back of the frame, which they posted upside down, which is weird. So it's a Quebecian newspaper from 1942 in December I don't know for sure if it's actually a D-Day. I was like, that's D-Day. Does it have anything about D-Day on it? No, it did not.
1: It did not, and it's in French, but... It's a, uh, Veronica Jesus. Yeah, so it's Jesus on the Veronica veil, and his eyes open and close as you walk (laughs) past him. So he is now hanging in our stairwell. Yep. As you come down the
0: stairs, you stare at Jesus, and he blinks at you. And judges you. And that's not creepy at all. No, but he. I posted a video on our Instagram. I also posted a photo that I took in the shop, which I made sure to ask before I did that.
1: Yeah. They... Because
0: y'all need to understand something. It's really cool to be a freak and like really weird stuff, but if you're going to take pictures... Ask. Yeah. It's polite.
1: Ask. We talked to the shop owner for a while. She was really cool. And she was curious about us. And she's like, hey, do whatever you got to do. Just tag us. Yep. And I was like, cool. We totally did. And we promised her that when we did this episode and talked about her and the Jesus, that we would, you know, talk about the shop. So, uh, thank you, really Woolly Mammoth. Fun. And if you get a chance, it's on Foster, near Clark, in Edgewater, Andersonville area, in Chicago. And if you want some weird crap, they're right there and they've got it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, so, if you're lucky enough to find a parking spot, yeah, like, right along that strip. So, like, not direct. So, this one's actually on, Woolly Mammoth is actually on Foster. Right. Like the, almost at the corner of Foster and Clark. But if you find a spot... Go to the Willy Mammoth, and then walk down, like, a half a block down Clark uh, to the north, and you'll find Wild Cargo.
1: Yeah, so lots of cool t-shirts and funny, like, gift ideas. And there's also, if you keep walking south, there's a place called Early to Bed, which is a female-run shop for female sex toys, and they're very trans-friendly And you can buy something to keep you warm at night.
0: Or, if you're into it, a pecker and a little pecker sock.
1: Yes. For for our trans friends who prefer those, um, they are available at a reasonable price. So, um, hashtag not sponsored by any of these people. But we do like to support local business, especially female-run business. So... Um, I think we're going to probably leave you on those notes, but again, one more time, for the love of everybody listening to us, it gets better. There's resources. Find something you love. Tell somebody you love. Reach out to us if you need us.
0: Mm-hmm. We're here. I mean, like, even though we may seem busy and because we do have lives, like I'm in a band and I do artwork, and but at the same time... These are my outlets for my stuff, but if you're having a fucking rough time,
1: we'll take the time. Yeah, we'll I find mean, you. Even if we have to we'll like step aside to... and
0: do either a voice chat or a video chat, we will talk to you because we've been there,
1: right? And we've all needed somebody to talk to. Yeah. So,
0: and as fans, we love you. Stay safe and uh, be well. Yep, yeah. and this is a a, a feature of a. Series of bonus episodes that we're going to start doing for our Patreon. Oh yeah, we should totally
1: plug the Patreon. We are getting ready to start a Patreon. There will be tiers of support. There will be extra episodes. And eventually, hopefully, we'll get some cool merch for you guys that'll be available on
0: there as well. Like, I actually uh, did some prints of some of my paintings. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to add those onto some of the tiers if you want some Liam artwork. (laughs) um hook up the Patreon, and my goal is at some point what we want to do for our Patreon sponsors is every few months, mm-hmm. we're going to do something cool, like um, I'm gonna, I'm getting ready to do a design for our logo. Yeah, we want to update our logo. and, yep, and I'm going to do have some stickers made, and we'll send out those. So, uh, welcome to the family, we love you, we love podcasting.
1: Yeah, and Diet Black. Diet Black.